tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. Hey everybody, the European 2023 tour is just around the corner and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix and, just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we gotta replan, regroup, and yes, re-record! It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of Tour All Night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of our conversation with Max Hell Toriani from last year. Berlin was gonna start the tour, and we were gonna spend an extra week there, taking in the sights. Now, Berlin is nestled between two other German cities. Isn't that just the way? Also, side note, I was really excited about Berlin because I had sold my extra ticket to my then crush, who is now my boyfriend, and I had sold this ticket to him, and I was very excited that I was gonna get to sit by him at the very first show, and he had no idea what a crush I had on him. So anyway, take it away, past us. Oh, oh my god. I'm thrilled to begin this series of conversations with our Berlin tour guide Maxel Toriani, who I know very well. He's here today to give us the tea on Berlin. Hi Maxel. Hi darling, how are you doing? I'm great, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. This is a first-time experience. I'm thrilled to have you here. The <laughs> last time we saw each other was New York, right? New York 2014. That was New York 2014, yeah. That was amazing. We were sitting next to each other at one of the shows. There was two shows or three? Was it two shows in New York? Two shows, yeah. the big computer? Yeah. Yeah, we were sitting together in one of those shows. The one where she played um, the cover of Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Small Town Boy and Creep, yep. Yeah, I mean, you were so emotional that I got so emotional with that. I remember like all going crazy at the show because it was such a moment right, for everyone. It was really an experience. It was really so good. It was so good. That is one of my top tour moments of all time. Yeah. yeah Where the yeah. hell were you in 2017? 2017, I was here. I was in Berlin. I didn't do the U.S. that tour. I just did some dates on the European leg. Work is getting so busy that it's, it just becomes harder and harder. The older you get, the harder and more difficult it is to take like days off work <laughs> to just go and say like, okay, I'm gonna go and just follow story. You know, right. it's just quite difficult nowadays. And with my job, it's just become more of a serious full-time commitment. And now it's not as easy for me to to just take time off and and, and go and do it as I did it before. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the general consensus. But I find the older I get, the more shows I do. Like, I just take the whole tour off now. I know. Like, you were telling me you were going to do the whole European leg, right? Yeah. How many are you doing? The whole thing. Like, how do you manage to do that? I mean, I wish I could because it's been, what, four years since the last tour? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like next tour, I'm just, I'm going to have to do them all. I know. You know, it's something I've wanted to do my whole life, an entire tour, all legs. So, like, mm. it's just time because especially, you know, with everything we've been through and that's sort of the beauty of the show for anybody who can't do it they can listen to the show and i'll be following along post show pre-show just like last time you can follow the tour and just see what's happening yeah it's gonna be amazing (laughs) especially knowing that the band is coming together yes (laughs) especially with the band i have given up with the band right i mean i think last tour i did with the band was american doll posse i did like half the tour that way like the the west coast leg of the tour 
I mean, that was just, I mean, it was such a great tour to be there, to be live with the band, because, you know, the dolls were just amazing. I was really into that album a lot. And I didn't have to a chance in 2009. That's a, that's a tour that I had to skip. I was, mm-hmm. in, I was in Argentina going to college at the time, I remember. And, you know, the Latin American tour is never taking place and probably never will. I know. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. This was always a question that I had in the meeting and whenever I had a chance to talk to her, we always bring even presents from all the fans and in different countries. We would bring presents to her and people would send like letters with me, you know, so that I could deliver them to her. And we always had this conversation about, you know, when is it ever going to happen? And she was like, it's quite a challenge, I guess, logistics, just because the landscapes, you know, South America being so big and large. And Mm. I imagine just bringing the Valsi from one city to another will be a chaos, you know, when you have to cross the the Andes, you know. Yeah, Yeah, really. how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you're from Costa Rica. You've lived in Argentina. You've lived in Los Angeles. How long have you lived in Berlin? Uh, Berlin has been seven years. (laughs) Berlin was a decision that I made. When I was very young, I always liked Berlin and I was sort of moving here because of all the queer, alternative, independent kind of misfit groups that come to Berlin. It was always one place that I was very curious about and I really enjoyed as a teenager coming here. My younger 20s, not teenager. <laughs> yeah. I always had planned that Berlin was going to be the place where I was going to move when I was 30 because I figured I needed to be some a little bit more mature and like have a stability with my job and have some sort of self-control because Mm. Berlin can also be one of those cities that is very wild Mm. and it's very easy to lose control. So I had that plan. I'm I'm a Capricorn, so I've always had this plan in my life where I I want to live in Los Angeles. Well, I'm going to live in Argentina. I'm going to go to college in Argentina. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So I always plan somehow and things work out. But yeah, so when I turned 30, I just packed my bags from Buenos Aires and I moved to Berlin and I've been here ever since. What are the vibes like? I mean, you're <laughs> describing it as really queer and friendly. And that's, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's Berlin. Like, I've always wanted to go to Berlin because I took four years of German in high school. And everybody who's listening is going to hear me say that throughout this series. I took four years of German in high school. I was supposed to go on the German trip, but I couldn't afford it in the last minute. I ended up not being able yeah. to go. And it's been this haunting thing my whole life. So I'm so thrilled to get to go to Berlin, especially Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. I think historical context and historical circumstances made it what it is, right? It's such a clash of diversity and, you know, art forms and music forms. And it's such an interesting place that when the wall came down and it reunited Germany, just it was a place of curiosity for everyone. So I remember like a lot of bands that I was into in the 90s and the early 2000s were also moving to Berlin, living in Berlin, experiencing in Berlin, a lot of electroclash bands that I liked, you know, the speeches and Chicks on the Speed and like all these bands that I was really into were formed in Berlin and living in Berlin at the time. And I always thought, wow, like there's something in this city that is attracting everyone. And then the commonalities of that was the weirdness, you know, and it was just like everything that is not normal is it's in Berlin. And, and in Berlin, the, the, what is not normal is, what, what's not normal is the normal. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but yeah. it's just like this city of, there was a lot of anarchists and punk movements and all the queer and all the gay, lesbian movement, we're talking since the 20s, right? It's been just this hedonistic kind of place uh, where people escape from, I don't know, their, their home, their homeland nightmares, and they would move to Berlin, and, and it has created a culture of, of nonsense. I mean, you will see Berlin is like the weird, she, she, they say she's ugly, but she's sexy. <laughs> so uh, Berlin is a city of people that are trying to find a place where they belong, because they don't feel like they belong to the place they're from. And you can see that because the diversity and the energy and the social dynamics and the entertainment options that you get in the city is just a place like no other. In my opinion, it's always a place that I, because I always felt weird. You know, I never fit anywhere before. 
and Berlin teaches you to love yourself. And really? this is what, what I love so much about the city. Yeah, it's really it's a challenging city because it's very cold, it's very gray. People can be lonely, apparently, in the city. I don't feel lonely, but I've read they even have a ministry of loneliness because a lot of people feel lonely in the city and that causes depression. And it's interesting. But if you find the right people and you find the right place, it's a, it's a great city for you. Great. So I hope that when you come here, you get to enjoy it and see the beauty of it. It's really worth it. It's so exciting that we're starting here because of all the cities on the list, this is the one I'm most excited about. Mm -hmm. And I hear what you're saying completely, like you had to be a little older to move there to have a little bit more self-control because in a place like this, like as a young kid, I'm sure you can go wild. Yes, yeah. yes, and you get to see that because I'm in my late 30s and I organize also a queer techno party in Berlin. Oh, you do? That's called Riot. Oh. And when I moved here, I became part of this collective of Latinos that live in Berlin. And, oh. and so I'm part of a collective that organizes a techno queer party. We just had one this Friday night. That's amazing. Uh, which is what I <laughs> Yeah. My policy is when I'm at the door and I'm, I'm hosting and I'm managing the party, is with I try to be very, I don't filter people much. I try to allow everyone in because I don't think of my party as an institution like Berkanese. Of course, it's not even comparable, right? So I'm trying to allow people in to have that experience. But I know most clubs in Berlin, it's quite difficult. And, you know, and for me, when you were saying about the challenges of being young in a city that is so wild and how to refine it is, I can see that because when I organized this party, right, I've been doing it for three years. You can see the youngsters or the, you know, the younger kids in their early 20s and you can see how lost they can feel or how, you know, just trying to find a place where they can be. And, and it can be a dangerous if you don't have the knowledge or the tools or the skill set that you need for allowing yourself to experience but within some sort of control, then it's very easy to get lost in that beautiful space that is created for you, right? It's interesting. Would you say that Tori Amos has created that space for us in some way? Like, Absolutely. We found a place to be, like a safe place to be, too. Absolutely. Exactly. The first show of the European Ocean to Ocean Tour takes place on Wednesday, February 16th, 2022 at the Tempodrome on Mockenstrasse, Seine, Berlin, 10963. That's the address. Hello. Same venue, same address, but the show takes place now on Monday, April 10th, 2023. Yeah, just because the Berlin airport is a nightmare. So yeah. if you're going to take a plane anywhere from Berlin, it's just, you know, you have to spend maybe one or two hours on the airport before your plane leaves. Like, even if it's a short flight, it's just chaotic at the moment because I don't know if you know the whole mess about the Berlin airport, but it was an airport that was going to be amazing like 15 years ago, but then it got delayed because of, there was a lot of corruption in the building of this airport. Everything was wrongly done and set up so they couldn't open and it took like 12 years of redoing everything and billions and billions of euros going nowhere oh. it was a whole political disaster so they just opened that building this year you know <laughs> so it's quite new and it's so outdated because it was the big thing 15 years ago but yeah. now it's like it's not even set up for 2021 so it's just chaotic and if you, if you when you have to go to costumes at that airport you know we're talking about one or two hours mm. just to get through like security and checks so it's i think flying from berlin to any city it's not recommended, especially if Katowice is just a seven-hour drive. If you can rent a car that you can just take and drive and go there or have some friends that are driving, then it will be probably the best option. You can also do the, um, the bus line uh, with Flixbooks, right? Oh, yeah, Flixbus. So it's a long ride. It feels long. I mean, I remember that when I did it a few times, it felt very long to ride. So it depends on how young and how much energy you have, <laughs> you can do that bus ride. You know? <laughs> you know, I feel like we have had such good luck with the Deutsche Bahn app. How is the bond? Do we love the bond? Do we hate the bond? 
So it's, I'm, I'm like in between. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things that when it's a good service, it's great service, but it's also they have always delays. So it's like it's always a gamble, you know, the Deutsche Bahn. Like it's it's a good price. So it's a good price uh, if you want to go from Berlin to Hamburg, you know, and it's like 20 euro ticket and you can do that and it's planned. It's, it's fine. Now, it's always a gamble because you never know. The, all, you can always miss connections. There's always delays, and you don't want to be, you know, stranded in the middle of the night in the yeah. middle of nowhere yeah. at minus five degrees. You know, yeah. <laughs> freezing your ass when you're waiting for a connection <laughs> that is delayed for one hour. So you really, it's 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 a gamble. So, but I mean, I, I guess you, you're gonna try. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're with the right company and with the right crew, mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of people are coming to the tour, so. I guess as long as you keep a collective group traveling together with you, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, you know. Yeah. Even if you're stranded, <laughs> yeah. I'm so. doing a whole tour with my sister wife, Peter Zimmerman, and probably along the way, running into a lot of people, and hopefully Michael Westhoff. <clears throat> <clears throat> Talk to us a little bit about Berlin, money-wise. What is the tipping culture? Who do we tip? How much? All right. So the good thing about Berlin is that probably it's one of the cheapest capitals in Europe. Right? Mm-hmm. It's so affordable. From a living perspective, from rent to like, you know, utilities to uh, nightlife to eating out, restaurants, food, groceries, like it's really, really affordable because when Germany reunited, you know, the eastern part of Germany was, was didn't have the exclusive power. Uh-huh. So the western parts had like more access to technology during this, during the, the division on Germany. So they had a really more capital entering the country. So they had a stronger economy. But Berlin didn't have that. So when, when the wall came down and Germany reunited, Berlin kept the prices of the East. Mm. So it's really affordable. So one thing that you guys are going to enjoy is how little money you're going to spend in Germany. In Berlin, oh, I can't not wait. Germany. But... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, if you're, going to, if you're going to do Hamburg, you're going to do Frankfurt, Munich, or I'm not just playing Munich this tour. But if you're going to do the other German cities, you will notice the, the price the difference. difference and everything. It's really, yeah, it's really different. But, uh, but Berlin is very affordable. Um, when it comes to you know having a meal, if you're gonna have a lunch, you can you can have a great meal with eight ten euros, uh-huh. you know, which is about fifteen dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want to have just like a burger, snack with fries, something like that, you're gonna spend like four euros, right? Wow. So it's like five euros to have like a yeah. So it's really really good. Um, tipping cultures, we don't really tip in Germany. Mm-hmm. We have a service tax, so it's not common for people to tip. Mm-hmm. I do tip. I guess that's one of the things that uh, living in LA yeah. <laughs> just gave me. I tip everyone wherever I go, regardless of the country I'm in. So I'm always tipping. Yeah, I would say I would tip like 10%. If you go to a nice restaurant where you have a nice service, you would put 10% as a tip. But you can also just give a couple. I mean, if, if you're having a dinner with four people and each of you just put two euros, that's also acceptable. You know, like people are not expecting a tip. So if you tip somebody in a restaurant or a bar, they're going to be happy with whatever it is, the amount. So anywhere from two to five euros you're gonna be fine tipping you know also it's a lot of there's a lot of value in five euros in the city <laughs> that's already a lunch so, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know i wouldn't yeah yeah you will love it mm. you mentioned that the airport is really a nightmare and that it's stuck in 2006 i can't wait to see it uh, yeah <laughs> how far out of town is that airport <laughs> so that's like an hour Train. You can reach the airport via the S-Bahn, so that's the Stratenbahn, uh, which is like the metro, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you have a metro, and if you take that one, which is the S-9 or the S-9, you can take that to come all the way to the center of the city, uh-huh. but it will do many stops along the way. So it will take you like an hour, right, to reach downtown from, from the airport. Or you can take a direct train or what it calls a FEX train, so that's just doing one stop. 
and then you're already like in Kreuzberg and that one will take like 20 minutes. So it depends on what time you arrive because sometimes the, the trains are not running as often as the metro. So if you're there and you have to wait for the train, you know, 45 minutes, then just take them, just take the metro. Perfect. You know, you don't want to wait 40 minutes in the airport. But if you want to wait 10, 15 minutes for the train, just go for the train. Don't take the metro. Don't take the S9 because that's going to be a 51 hour ride, right. depending on where you're staying in town, right? Yeah. Yeah. But ticket switching is quite affordable. Berlin divides itself and the transportation in three zones, A, B, and Z. And A and B, you have one ticket and then C, which is the outskirts of the city. That's where the airport is. Mm-hmm. That's a different pricing, so it's like one euro more expensive. So when you get on the train, you have to make sure that you're buying two tickets, one for the A, B zone, and one for the C, or what is called an extension ticket. Mm-hmm. You can do it via an app, or you can get at the airport in a machine. That would be like three euros forty. It's like four dollars to get mm-hmm. on a train ride from the airport to the city. So I need the A, B ticket and the C ticket because we're in the outskirts. And the extension ticket, yeah, the C, yeah, exactly. Talk to us about Kreuzberg and hotels near the venue, best areas to stay, your recommendations. Mm-hmm. So Kreuzberg used to be, uh, how do we put it, without sounding rude? It was not the fancy part of town, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, <laughs> Kreuzberg was the area where you had the immigrants, refugees, you had the punks and squatting houses, and you had all the non-white groups that came to the city. So it was a place that wasn't considered fancy at the time, right? Of, of course. But of, because of that fact, because every everyone that was not from here was living in this kind of like diversified neighborhoods. That's what made it the cultural hub of the city, right? So now Kreuzberg is the, is the place where everybody wants to live, is the place where you have all the galleries, all the best food in town, all the clubs, all the nicest bars, the queer clubs, everything is in Kreuzberg, you know. So it is where I live and it is my favorite neighborhood in the city. The location of it is really beautiful because you have access to the canal and to the Spree or the river. So there's a lot of water and there's a lot of nice walks that you can do. And uh, in town, there's a lot of parks and green areas, but also it's so diversified that you feel like you're in a very cosmopolitan city. Even though you maybe you don't get that size of how big Berlin is when you're walking around the town, you still see how many different languages people are speaking around you and all the diversity around you. And so it's such a rich culture that I think Kreuzberg is really a treat for anybody that comes with an open mind. You will see how welcome it is, right? You wanted to know about hotels you set up around the, the or yeah just anything in that area first of all is Kreuzberg would that be like the gay part of town or is the whole town the gay part of town <laughs> yeah well I mean it depends on what terms we're talking about because if we are talking more like American terms you know like old school gay terms where we yeah. had a gay part of town and yeah. then you know where it was segregated then that will be Schoenberg because that was in the 80s and you know 70s 80s 90s the gay town so let's, let's say like the Castros of Berlin right uh-huh. so that's Schoenberg, but that has changed since the 90s because having all this culture of clubbing and openness and collective of queer politics in, in the city has made it for the whole city to become queer, right? There's many options everywhere. Kreuzberg has the biggest one because the most clubs and bars are in this area. So I would say, yes, I guess that's where you have the biggest gay offer when it comes to restaurants or bars or clubs, yes. But you can feel, if you want to go to like leather fetish, shops and have more like a bear experience and all this kind of like old school gay experience, you would go to Schoenberg, right? Where it's a little bit more segregated old school. But Kreuzberg is just a mix of people. You will see. So if I wanted to go to the Berlin Eagle. Yeah, you would go to Schoenberg. Exactly. (laughs) But Kreuzberg will have this younger, more mixed gay crowd, which feels more today, where you can find all sorts of different 
groups from the collective not being segregated from each other. So you don't have to go to a bear club to go with bears. You don't have to go to like, you know, the drag queen bar to go to go into drag queens. It's like everybody's mixed and everybody's just it. being part of a collective and a community in Kreuzberg. So. Sounds like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Temple drum. It's not the nicest area. There is not much there is an offer because there's only like offices, uh-huh. hotels, and the venue. Got so it. it's not a place where you want to hang out, right? I wouldn't recommend staying in the area unless you're coming here for just one night or a few hours and uh-huh. you need to be around the venue, then that's ideal, right? If you're only in the city for six hours for the show and then you go, okay, fly around for one night, okay. But you have no hotel, you have EBs, you have Moven Peak, all these hotels less than a block away from the venue. But there is nothing for you to see or do there. Maybe you can find a kebab place for dinner, but it's not even, you know, it's not even, it's not even great. So I wouldn't recommend, I would just recommend you move, stay in Kreuzberg, stay in Mitte, you know, which is the, uh, downtown or Mitte. So Mitte or Kreuzberg, because you can reach the venue within a few minutes, two stations and any train. Uh, to the venue. Um, so I would recommend just stay in Kreuzberg or go to Mita. Don't stay in that specific area of the venue. Okay, yeah. Good to hear. So what are your favorite local bars? All right. So there's plenty. I would say there is Rose's Bar. Uh, actually, last tour, we went there with, I don't know, it was David and I think Matt came also with us and a whole bunch of us. James came. I don't know. It was a whole after the After the show, we came to Rose's. I believe that was the day. We came for a snack and then we went to Rose's together. So Rose's is like this small bar. It's very quaint and Pinterest. It has all these red four covered walls and all these eclectic, I don't know, ridiculous kitsch decorations inside but it's a very famous queer bar that has been open for decades and it's right here in Kreuzberg so that's one of my favorite bars also because it's very close to my house so it's comfortable <laughs> to just walk <laughs> just walk out to the bar you don't have to take a train or anything right so I like Roses I like Silver Future which is a bar in Neukölln where you have a more queer lesbian political energy in it uh-huh. and there can be drag shows sometimes and yeah it's, it's good to go and have a cocktail and have a talk with friends it's not a bar for dancing it's more about having conversations and be around interesting people it's called silver future then you have Fiken 3000 uh, Fiken 3000 is one of the oldest cruising spots or bars in the in the city right there's also Möbel Olfe another gay bar here in Kreuzberg which is amazing vibe and great music and you know great atmosphere Sudblock which is my more queer political bar where you feel the queerness in that mm. place you just mm. walk in and you feel the queerness of it and it's also it's great for finger food and a cocktail or a drink is this like a completely trained metro city are there ubers i, I know that there's like a tricky germany <laughs> uber thing well the topic transfer in the city i think is fantastic i think it works as well we have three types of metros or subways so the, the u-bahn which is the one that goes under the streets the underground then the Strassenbahn, which is the street, you know, metro, and then we have the trams. And they're all interconnected, the red is all connected, so it's easy for you to move around with that. I wouldn't use taxis. They're not expensive. I mean, coming from LA or coming from the US, I doubt that you will find a taxi here expensive. So anytime before 1 a.m., the public transportation, the trains work, right? So you can use the metro until 1 a.m. on the weeknights, and then on the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, it's 24-7. Then there's always bus nights that run every 20, 15 minutes. You have a bus ride, a replacement bus for the trains, so they have the same number, but they're called night buses. And then Uber is it's not, not something that you have access to in the city. It wasn't before because German politics are very protective of their employees and their workers, so having Uber in the city was a problem because people were not given the rights as workers as they should. So it was not possible to use it. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it changed, but now you have access. I know that Ubers are mostly people with 
taxis plate. So I think people that have a taxi license or whatever you call it, you know, permit, they also get a permit to do an Uber. So you can easily use the, the Uber app and find a car easily and very accessible. It's very cheap. I mean, right. anywhere you go with an Uber, it's going to be like eight euros, five euros. I'm looking at the weather for February 2022, the weather predictions, and it says it's going to be about 38, 39 as the high. Like, that's Fahrenheit. If there's any silver lining in the postponement, it is definitely the weather because I'm looking at the weather forecast for April 10th, 2023, and it says the high will be between 51 and 61 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 10 to 16 degrees Celsius, and the low will be 33 to 43 degrees Fahrenheit, which is zero to six degrees Celsius. So still cold, but not as brutally cold as it was going to be. But I'm leaving this next bit in because it's good information. Yeah, it might be the temperature, but there feels like it's going to be even worse, right? So you got to subtract even more degrees. So that minus two is going to feel like minus 10. Mm -hmm. So the chill is always very <laughs> freezing here. So uh. this past winter, it would feel like minus 20 at some points, right? So wow. really, you got to cover yourself. A lot of hand cream, just bring up face cream and hand cream because your wrinkles will break <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. how dry they get and how cold they get. You will be bleeding suddenly from your forehead. And you're like, what? why am I bleeding? Oh, shoot. Just bring a scarf, bring a lot of beanies, gloves, and a lot of face cream and hand cream because your knuckles will be bleeding as well. Oh, so you don't want to oh, be God. you don't want to be walking around in the street without any coverage. Okay. Yeah, you're in for a treat and the day, you know, sometimes the day is like six hours long, or, mm. you know, seven hours long, because even if the sunset and sunrise aren't early, still the city is always cloudy, very cloudy. So you never get to see the blue skies, right? So it always feels like you're in the night. <laughs> um, as far as touristy things to do or for people who have like a full day or two in Berlin, is there like a day pass for the metro? Is there like a walking tour that you would recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So if you buy separate or individual tickets, a metro ticket will be like three euros 40. But you can get like this bundle tickets, which is like four bundle tickets. So it gets four individual tickets, but you pay like nine euros instead of 340 each. So you get like a little discount if you buy it by bundle. So you can get a you can get a day pass, which last time I bought it, it was seven euros. I don't know if it went up, maybe it's eight now, but you can get a ticket that allows you to travel anywhere, you know, in the city with train, bus, trams, you know, underground, wow. everything for seven euros a day. You can get a week ticket for 28 or 30 euros. So with 30 euros, you can use it, all the public transport for seven days in a row, or you can get a bundle of four tickets. Also, depends on how many stations you're traveling. You get a, a regular trip, allows you to travel in one direction for two and a half hours. That means that you can change lines, you can do different connections, as long as you're not coming back to where you started, to the station where you started. And that ticket is going to be valid for two and a half hours. So you can travel anywhere in Berlin as long as it's not returning. So you get that ticket. And then if you're going to go only less than four stations, that's considered a short trip. So a short trip is a 20-minute valid ticket that allows you to go three stations, no more than four. And that costs like one euro 70. In order for you to take the public transport here, you don't get controlled. So you don't have to stamp anything. You don't have to like, you know, you buy the ticket either in your phone app and you validate it or you buy a paper ticket from the machine and you have to validate it, validate it yourself in this little machine where you just stick it in. So when you are, you feel very free because it's not like one of the cities where you have to, like New York, and you take the subway, you have to have these, these machines where you go and you put a ticket and, you know, and it lets you in. In Berlin, they have no controllers. They have random controls. So you can even take the metro for free, which I don't recommend because you never know when they're going to be a random controller. 
which are just these regular looking guys that walk in the train and they just, when the, door, when the doors close, they just pull out the machine and they're like, okay, everybody show the tickets. If you get caught using a train or a public transportation without a valid ticket validated, uh, you will get a fine. And the fine is going to be 60 to 80 euros. Oh, wow. And that fine is going to follow you back to California, right? If you go there, <laughs> you're going to receive that in LA. You're going to get it in LA. <laughs> and you'll get it in USD. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just validate your tickets. Don't forget to validate. Uh, but yeah, so this is a really great transportation system and it's really affordable. So, Recommendations for things to do in Berlin from someone who lives there, from someone who knows everything about everything. If you have one day, what is the thing you have to do? If you have two days, what is something mm. else? If you have three days, what is something else? I would say when it comes to museums and galleries, we have in, right in Mitte, in the center of town, we have the Museum Island. Uh, the Museum Island is like this little island where all the bigger, the big museums are located within walking distance from each other. It's a really beautiful place for walk. To, well, in summer to have a picnic outside and, you know, you have all these great institutions of art there located. Uh, so I would recommend even if you're not going to walk into the museums, just go and walk around the area because it's so monumental and it's so beautiful. You have the Berlin Dome or the, the Cathedral and then you have all these amazing museums there. Uh, Alte National Galerie, you have the Pergamon, you have, you know, just go, go and check it out. Also, I'm more into modern art and contemporary art. So there are these really big exhibition halls or institutions in the city that are very, they're always bringing young art, they're always bringing interesting, um, you know, new options to the to the city. And these are very famous for the curating. Like they're actually amazing what they bring. So you have like Helmut Newton Foundation for photography. You have the Gropius Bau. Then you have the Hamburger Bahnhof, the CO Berlin. These are all places for, for contemporary art. The Cave Institute for Contemporary Art as well. Uh, in the Berlinische Gallery or the Gallery, the Berliner Gallery. So all these are institutions, are big galleries, and their offer is always amazing to check out. Even if you're not familiar with who they are exhibiting or what work they're showing, it's worth checking out at least a few, a few of them because if you're into contemporary and modern art, then that's the place to be. If you're more into all, I don't know, um, old stuff, then just go with classical art and just go to Museum Island. And yeah, and then political, when, you, when you're into historic political um, places, Berlin offers a lot. So I think if you go to Tiergarten, you have this big, like the, the central park of, of Berlin, and you have all these political institutions around it. So you have the, the memorial for the murdered Jewish, which is a beautiful place to go and visit. Again, don't post. When you see the place, you want to see how, how beautiful it is, uh, but it's a place of respect, right? It's a, it's a monument to the murder Jewish community. And some people go there, like especially younger people, they would go there and they would start making photos that are not appropriate for such a place. You know, it's just, just show respect to the places where you are, that you are visiting. So make sure that you're not treating it like a tourist attraction. Um, just go there with respect and, you know, and enjoy the place. Then you have the, um, the Reichstag or the parliament building, the good thing there is that you can get a, you can get, they have this, the, the, the dome of the, of the building, it's all glass, and it's like a 360 view of the city. So you can get a free entrance uh, there to go for a two, three hour tour in this dome, and you can get like this self-guided tour with a, uh, with a recording where that you, it tells you as you walk around the dome in this glass building, and you look at all of the city from above, uh, you point where, where, whatever you point at, this machine will tell you what you're looking at, like what buildings you're looking at and give you a little bit of history. And this is a great option uh, because the building is amazing and uh, because it's free. So just make sure that you look it up because you have to 
book your ticket with like two months in advance. So you're, you're still on time. Everybody wants to go there. So it's not, a, it's not a place where you can get a ticket a day, in, a day in advance. You have to get it like a month, two months in advance. So go to the Reichstag. This is a really great building. Uh, right there, you have the, Bund- uh, the Brandenburg Tor, which is, you know, the gate of Brandenburg. Also beautiful. It's monumental. It's right next to the, um, to the memorial for the, mar- for the murdered Jewish. Right in front of, the, of that memorial, there's the, the memorial for the gay for the murder gays during the Nazi regime. So those places are within walking distance, the Tier Garden, the Reichstag. Um, <clears throat> you have also the canal there, the Berlin main station or the, the main, the central station of Berlin, which is also very modern you know, architecture. So the whole area is really beautiful to work with. Um, and then I would say the Berlin Wall Memorial is also a free option that, you can go and see like this historical exhibition uh, graffitied against you know the walls of all these buildings, and you can actually get on this TV tower, you know, where where, where the military would be watching and, and shooting at people from if they try to cross. You can get the, on the tower. The, 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 you can get on the tower and take a view of what it felt like, yeah, wow. and and have the view of this, yeah. So it's also it's also free. So it's also beautiful. It's also a beautiful walk. You would need like an hour just to walk through all those parts of the wall, read all this, see all these photographies, see, see all these memorials, you know, and all this text. And then you can get into onto the tower and, and, and get a, a, a bigger look of what it was like. Wow. Um, so that's also, that's also worth checking out if you're into that kind of historical. As you've been telling us all of this, I've been looking these places up here. Um, and I'll post all of these links on our show notes at songsoftramus.com. The Reichstag building looks beautiful. Like, mm. I'm looking at this like glass tower thing situated just north of the Brandenburg Gate. This building houses the German parliament and was the seat of the Weimar Republic mm-hmm. government until it was seized by the Nazis in the 30s. There's two more things that I, I forgot to mention that I think might be interesting for some of, of, of the people that are listening to. The Tempelhofer Feld, or the Tempelhof uh-huh. Airport Field. Uh-huh. This was an airport where uh, during the division of Germany, this was the, the western side airport. So because there was no access to... Uh, the people that were trapped inside the wall, the western side of, you know, the, of town, uh-huh. they couldn't get groceries, food, and you know, uh, through land. So they have to they have to fly in these things to this airport, and that airport has been out of service for I don't know 20 years maybe, uh-huh. and it just became like a it's just a park. It's just a park where people go and and they can have picnics, they can go skating. So you go into this amazing, huge place that it was, used to be an airport, and you can just go for a walk, go for a coffee, drink some hot wine with your friends. Even though it's going to be very cold, it's beautiful if you have a sunset, you know, worth checking out. So it's a beautiful place to check because you, I, 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 don't get, I don't think people get to walk into an open airfield, you know, mm-hmm. that is abandoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a possibility, you know, many places. So I think Berlin offers that. So it's a really beautiful place. There's a lot of really cute cafes and, and, and um, shops and galleries and restaurants in the entrance of this airport field. So you can go for a skate, you can go for coffee, just go, just go and check it out. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. And another interesting is the Teufelsberg, Teufelsberg of the Devil Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, this used to be a, an U.S. espionage tower. So the U.S. or the CIA, they used to have this tower in the middle of a forest to espionage on the, on the Russians. And mm-hmm. this mountain, is, it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's not a real, it's a hill, but it's, not, it's a hill that was but it's built out of debris from all the war 
um, you know, destruction that there was, all this leftovers of this debris was brought to this place in a mountain hill with traces now covering this debris, right? So it's, it's an amazing place. And inside this TV tower, I mean, this is Spinach Tower, um, it was just graffitied upon, it was just graffitied upon, taken over by artists. So the entire Espionage uh, uh, Tower is now like a graffiti museum. So it's like five euros, seven euro entry now mm -hmm. because some, some people are taking care of the place. But you walk into this abandoned Espionage, you know, CIA tower from back in the day, built on a debris hill from the Second World War. And and you get to see all this amazing art, but it's just graffiti, street art, but it's beautiful. It's very political, politically charged. Mm -hmm. So I think it's worth checking out. It's a pity it's in winter, but if you warm up enough and you have like the big, uh, if you're well covered, you might want to enjoy that experience as well. What if I want to satisfy my high school urges and just eat German food? Where's the best German restaurant in Berlin? <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't <laughs> know because I mean, is there is is there such a thing as Good German food. Is there? I mean, I, I am the thing is, <laughs> I don't think Germans are good for a nice cuisine. That's not. That's not their their forte. No sauerkraut. I mean, if you if you like sausage, if you like sausage and cabbage, then that's German food, right? Yes. If you want to eat like a, have a lick of a of a pork, then that's German food. Yeah. I'm not big on meat, so uh, for me it's not as tempting. But I think the Berliner experience. When it comes to like German or Berliner experience, I would say that I have a kebab, right? A kebab is like this, um, it's like a Turkey, it's like a Turkish Berliner invention. So a kebab is usually served on a plate in Middle East, but in Berlin, the, the Turkish community started doing it as a wrap or as a sandwich. So it's called a kebab and it's an invention for the Turkish migrants in the city here. So that's something that is really like three euros and it will it will it will make your stomach satisfied and you will be full for six hours. I love it. So kebabs are an option. So the thing after being seven years in Berlin, you don't eat kebab anymore, right? Because it's, it's like a thing that you eat the first year like every week. Like the time. second year you start like once every two weeks and then the third year like, oh my god, I can't have any more kebab in my life, you know, like it's a lot. <laughs> so I think kebab is a really Berliner slash German experience for the city. Um I think, yeah, when it comes to Germans, I would recommend the sausage here. If you eat meat, sausage is fantastic. So you have sausage uh, a brust in, in, in brot. So it's like a sausage in a small bun of bread mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of mustard on it or mayonnaise or ketchup. Uh, but this, this sausage is delicious. It's, I mean, it's really good. You can buy it. You can find it anywhere. And that's also a meal that you can buy for two euros. And, you know, you can have one of those sausages and you're good to go for three, four hours because it will fill your stomach. So that's a very famous uh, Berliner meal. Yeah, bratwurst in, in pot. And then you have um, the currywurst. The currywurst is also such a uh, sausage that is sliced in pieces. And it's usually um, served to you with uh, frites, with uh, pommes, with french fries. And, um, and they, have a, they make this sauce that is like a ketchup slash curry sauce. And this is why it's called curry, uh, currywurst. Um, so it's also very typical of Berlin. And you will see a lot of people eating that on the street. Yeah, so that's that's as much as I know of, of German food. Because I've been a vegetarian or a flexitarian, I don't usually eat meat. I mm -hmm. usually allow myself to to eat meat when I'm traveling, when I'm not in the city that I live in. Mm -hmm. So if I go to Argentina, I will have a steak, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's not something that I that I go for in Berlin. So I I don't know much about the the, the German cuisine except they have yeah they have sausage, <laughs> lots of pork and lots of cabbage. What's your favorite vegetarian restaurant near you? Uh, Everywhere in Berlin is vegetarian because you will see that the menus, it's such a vegan culture in the city, uh -huh. but you will see there's a lot of uh, vegan culture. So every menu, you will have a large 
harder dedicated to vegan food or to vegetarian food because it's very in the city is very because of the political roots and the whole you know leftist side of the people in this town there's a lot of vegetarian communities and, and vegan communities so there's always an option i particularly like alaska alaska is a spanish tapas bar that is like it's all vegan mm. so i love it because you get to have this kind of flavor from spain and you get to have all these kind of experiences of tapas but it's all vegan, so it's, it's, it's one of my favorite places to eat uh, vegan or vegetarian tapas or, or finger foods. I love that. But you can find uh, lots of tofu everywhere. So anything, anything that they have with meat, they will have with seitan or they will have with tofu. And it's just uh, a lot of pho. You know, there's a lot of pho in the city, a lot of Vietnamese cuisine. And they always have a lot of uh, vegetarian options with tofu or right. seitan. My favorite German word is Herzlichen Glückwunsch. That's my favorite German word, which means heartfelt good luck wish. Oh, my God. Very well said. That was any, a very good accent. Any uh, warnings or things that we need to be aware of as we wrap up this episode? What should we be aware of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Berlin is not a city known for, for danger, I think, or crime. I think it's a very safe city. It's a 24-7 city. So most of the, I mean, if you're staying in a center, in a central area like Kreuzberg, Mitte, Neukölln, Fredeschein, where there's so many restaurants, clubs, and galleries, and, you know, the cultural institutions, there's always going to be people walking around the street, so it's very safe. There's no such thing as robbery, but you will not get mocked in the street. You will not be physically assaulted. It's very rare to see, like, a homophobic attack where you get physically assaulted by anybody in the street. I mean, maybe people will be a little bit scared if you're not used to a city like Berlin. Well, you will see a lot of people that are high on something, doing something crazy in the metro, or you will see, but like, this, is, this is in every big city, right, where you yeah. see all these oh, I'm used little to characters. I live in downtown L.A. <laughs> right, exactly. So you might find that person that is kind of like screaming in the metro, mm-hmm. but you will see like nobody's like really minding that. It's like everybody minds their own business. Yeah. And if that, there is a person that you see that is having a trip or it's kind of like behaving in a weird way around you, just don't make an issue out of it and just let that person be and you'll be safe. They're, they won't attack you, people that are not. If you see a person that is drunk or a junkie in the street, these are very nice people. You really usually see them with a, with a philosophy book under their arm because they're also, you know, it's, it's a really interesting crowd. There's a lot of characters in Berlin that you will find very interesting. So I don't think we need to be... Uh, aware of any safety measures. I don't think I wouldn't. I mean, I have been here for seven years. I've never seen anything. You will notice that Berlin is a very dark city when it comes to public lighting. The light is very dim on the street. It's not like a bright capital where everything is like, you know, the, the, the lights in the shops are open and, and all through the night. And usually the, the public light is very dim. I don't know the reasons behind it. I don't know if it's just to save energy or, you know, spend less resources. But don't be scared if you suddenly walk into a block that is very dark. That doesn't, that doesn't make it dangerous. That's just, that's just Berlin. You know, Berlin is a dark city at night. Thank you to Maxell for sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom and your insights with us. Where can people follow you online if they want to follow your adventures, if they want to get to know you? Oh, there'll be Instagram, I guess, is the one that I use the most. But it's just Maxell, M-A-X-D-E-L, Orndelein, Toriani, T-O-R-I-A-N-I. So that's Maxell Toriani in Instagram. You can follow me there if you want. Uh, absolutely. It. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I cannot wait to like see everyone and be on tour and I know. you know, show everyone a little bit of the city. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be amazing. amazing. Follow Maxell, you can find it on our show notes, songsoftraimus.com. We'll link to everything that we talked about here today. Thank you so much and I can't wait to see you. Yeah, it's okay. You take care. And it was great talking to you. It was a blast. All right. Okay, bye.
priest or dead Now no one can call you bad Go to bed, the priest or dead Finally you're in peppermint Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.